Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for Same Race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Tradies News in a Nutshell. For your Thursday morning, it's the 29th of September 2022, broadcasting through SEN 1170 AM in Sydney, SENQ 693 AM in Brisbane, SEN 1620 AM on the Gold Coast, and this morning, broadcasting right around Australia for the stations that usually take Matty Cox. He's off this morning. He's going to be doing a bit of AFL trade radio a bit later on this afternoon. So Daniel Pedgrew with you over the course of the next hour. You can give us a call anytime. one 1170 is our open line number. That's one 1170 you can text uh, 0457 736 736. That's 0457 736 736. And we do the text today for 40 winks. Uh, lots to get through over the course of the next hour. Uh, Delhi M's, of course, we're only three sleeps away from the National Rugby League Grand Final. Delhi M's last night. I'll tell you who won that as well and get the latest as we prepare for that NRL Grand Final. And AFL great uh, said farewell yesterday. We'll talk about that as well uh, this morning. Chris Perkins from the United States of America will join me uh, for regular listeners through New South Wales and Queensland. He joins me each and every Thursday morning. He's my American correspondent. You also hear him on the overnight crowd. He'll update us on a few things happening in America as we get to Towards another busy weekend and much, much more. A lot of other news floating around in sport as well. So plenty to get through on this Thursday morning. As I say, you can call the open line 1300 01 1170 or you can send a text 0457 736 736. The Hot Topic, thanks to Rheem. Built tough for Aussie conditions. When it comes to water heating, ask your plumber to install a Rheem. Yeah, does your hot water need replacing? Get one that's steady, hot and strong. Ask your plumber to install a ream at two and a half past five. All right, plenty to get through this morning, uh, as you could expect. We will start, though, uh, with Rugby League. A big night yesterday, um, uh, last night at Randwick Racecourse. Interesting place to hold the Delhi M's. Of course, the Brownlow medal a couple of weeks ago now, but... Uh, good news for Nico Hines. He has capped a remarkable first-up season at Cronulla by claiming the prestigious Delian medal with the highest individual score in the award's 43-year history. We'll get back to that in just a second. Now, despite suggestions that the final tally would be tight, Hines pulled a whopping 38 points to finish well ahead of Sydney Roosters fullback James Desco, who... Uh, finished with 33 points. And Sir George Illawarra's Ben Hunt, who before voting went behind closed doors for those maybe outside of New South Wales and Queensland who are not familiar with the Delhi and voting process, uh, was in front. Um, but I think it was hurt by the fact that Dragons just didn't, well, they didn't make the finals and they stumbled around at the back end of the season. While Nico Hines, who won the Delhi M on 38 points, and even James Tedesco, who came second on 33 points, their clubs had a really good end to the regular season, not such a good finals uh, campaign. So that would probably be why. Now, Hines became the first Cronulla player to secure the game's greatest individual award since Preston Campbell back in 2001. Um, Sydney Roosters halfback Racine McGregor won the Delium Medal for Female of the Year, which is well-deserved as well. 
So Nico Hines, Desco and Hunt finished well. Clear Scott Drinkwater from the Cowboys. And Dylan Edwards from Penrith, who will be featuring in this weekend's grand final, who finished the count on 23 points. Uh, the pair was one point clear of Parramatta's Mitch Moses, who is the other one. And the people were sort of thinking might have been a chance to win the Daly M this year. Um, Nico said yesterday or last night, I can't believe it, to be honest. I thought Benny Hunt was taking it out for sure. Or Teddy. I just came here tonight. Just grateful to be surrounded by such great players. Five years ago, I was sitting at home watching this and only dreaming about being here. I'd rather be playing in the grand final, but this is the next best thing. Um, I don't walk the easiest journey to get here. And I had some tough challenges growing up. Now I'm in a privileged position to give back and hopefully influence and inspire some people who have been in my position and we and are walking a tough journey now. That's our main goal, to be role models for my next generation. But this is a team sport and my teammates have backed me and put trust in me. It's an honour to be here. Of course, it was Nico Hines' first year um, from uh, for the Cronulla Sharks coming from the Melbourne Storm. Uh, so the first year from uh, Melbourne Storm to the Cronulla Sharks, played mostly halfback throughout the year, and he was very good. Um, I know, and I saw him interviewed on the red carpet last night before the awards ceremony took place on Fox League, and he said he was disappointed with the way the Sharks season ended, and of course you would be. Um, they finished second in the regular season, and unfortunately for them, uh, bailed out in two games, firstly against the Cowboys in that amazing extra time game in the first week of the finals, and then Souths put a score on them in the second week of the finals. But uh, he did say, look, they've set a foundation, they've set a base this year, and I don't think um, you can deny that. Uh, I think they'll be able to build from that. Craig Fitzgibbon, of course, their coach's first year as well. So well done to Nico Hines. Did you watch it last night? Did you enjoy it? Do you agree with Nico Hines? Um, it's the highest points ever from a Dalian medal winner, 38 points. Uh, I do wonder about that. I reckon there's probably players that have had better seasons, but this is probably the situation, is that when you have a polling system like the Dalian does, and it's a 3-2-1 system, now you're going to have players in very good sides. Now the Sharks finish second, and this is taking nothing away from Nico Hines, and I'm not talking maybe about this year, but you are, and it's just a fact, you are going to have players that take points off each other in the good teams like a Melbourne Storm in previous years, like a Roosters, like a Penrith Panthers. Um, that's probably the only issue with the 3-2-1 voting system. Well, I've seen other suggestions about how it should be out of 10 um, and then man of the match gets an extra two points. I'm not sure if that would be possible. Maybe they would look at that. I don't know. But did you watch it? Um, I know Dally M Brownlow sort of divides opinion at times, but... Uh, from all reports, I must say, uh, I didn't watch all of it, but from all reports, it was uh, done very nicely by Fox League. So did you watch it? 0457 736 736 is the text number. You can call the open line 1300 1170 um, And do you agree with Nico Hines winning the Delian medal of, uh, for the player of the year? Um, and also, I want this morning as well, uh, it is grand final week in the NRL. Of course, the AFL had their grand final last week. I want... On the text line, 0457 736 736 or open line 1300 01 1170. I want your greatest individual grand final performances ever. Now, yesterday, for my listeners through New South Wales and Queensland, we talked about favourite grand final moments. But what is the best grand final individual performance you have seen? 
There's been a lot of them out there in both the NRL and we are going into uh, markets outside of New South Wales and Queensland, so AFL as well. The best individual performances in a grand final. Grand final week in the NRL have just come off the back of a very impressive win by Geelong in the AFL. So the text 0457 736 736, open line 1300 01 1170. You can call anytime. You get straight on the air. Who has been, well, what has been your most impressive individual performance in a grand final? Uh, we'll get to your text soon. 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170 if you want to give us a call. Just on the Dallium as well, uh, some other awards. Uh, Coach of the Year, Todd Payton. Uh, he's taken a subtle swipe at the NRL's officials after his side's controversial exit from this year's final series, saying referees' calls are one of the few things that will deny them going one step better next season. Now, if you remember earlier on in the year, he was very, very big, Todd Payton, on big club bias. Um, and I think they got a couple of people offside. Well, he continues uh, to sort of go down that track. The Cowboys, we know we're on the receiving end of... Uh, of a refereeing howler when officials missed, uh, missed a blatant fought pass from Mitchell Moses in the lead-up to the Parramatta opening try in their shot preliminary final win on Friday. The try proved crucial. I still think, though, to be perfectly honest with you, um, and this is a situation uh, that we have been talking about uh, throughout uh, the past few days, um, at the end of the day, I still think Parramatta, they had enough chances, didn't they, uh, to win. Anyway, uh, the try proved crucial, as we know. He was gracious in defeat on Friday, but didn't miss the opportunity to have a cheeky dig as he accepted his Dallium Coach of the Year award. He said, there's only a few things that are going to hold us back next year. Uh, either either our attitude, injury, bounce the ball, or referee calls. The camera panned to gritting Jason Tomalolo as a laughter broke out across the room at the awkward shots at the referees. Uh, so the final count, Nico Hines on 38 points, James Tedesco 33, Ben Hunt 32, Scott Drinkwater 23, Dylan Edwards also in 23, Mitchell Moses 22, Daly Cherry Evans 21, Isaiah Yo 20, Harry Grant 19, and Cameron Munster 19. Um, so well done uh, to all those players. And just the team of the year, just before we move on, uh, we'll have a look. The prop fours were Payne Haas and Joseph Tapin, uh, Tapine, who was fantastic. Tapine, who was fantastic at the Canberra Raiders back rows. Uh, Kikau, who will be featuring in this weekend's grand final for the Penrith Panthers. And Jeremiah Nanai. The lock is Io, of course, from the Penrith Panthers. Wingers, Alex Johnson from the South Sydney Rabbitohs and Joseph uh, Suwali. Uh, the centres, Valentine Holmes and Joey Manu. The 5'8", Cam Munster. The halfback and the Dalian medalist, Nico Hines. The hooker, Appy Coruscant. And the fullback, James Tedesco. So well done uh, to everyone there. Rookie of the year was Jeremiah Nanai. Uh, the Ken Irvine medal went to Alex Johnston. The Proven Summons medal went to Nico Hines. Um, try of the year went to Scott Drinkwater as well. So that's just some of the awards from last night's Deli M. Sarah Moni, did you watch it? Uh, do you enjoy it? 0457 736 736 is our text number or 1300 01 1170. We'll get to your calls. There is a call there on the open line. We'll get to them in just a second. 1300 01 1170. Now, as I say, we're going outside of New South Wales and Queensland this morning and big news in the world of the AFL yesterday with Joel Selwood uh, hanging up his boots after winning the premiership with Geelong last Saturday. Such an impressive performance, wasn't it? by the Geelong Cats. I was having a chat with Matty Cox yesterday, as we do on a Wednesday. Uh, we combine the two shows for about 10 or 15 minutes. And 
uh, as I was saying, from a Sydney point of view, it was over by a quarter time, wasn't it? Oh, well, he revealed yesterday that um, he knew about six weeks ago that he was going to retire. Um, he ended his 355 game in fairy 55 game career in fairy tale fashion and retired after winning his fourth premiership on Saturday, following in the trend of preceding captains Tom Harley and Cameron Ling, who hung up the boots after claiming the ultimate prize. He retires as the longest-serving captain in VFL-AFL history, having taken over from Ling ahead of the 2012 season and as the Cats game's record holder. He also broke the record for the most VFL-AFL games a finals played in Saturday's grand final, surpassing Michael Tuck's long-standing benchmark of 39. He said he knew heading into the final series that these would be the last appearances of his distinguished career, despite several teammates wanting him to play on. He did get very emotional when he was talking about Tom Hawkins as uh, well. So it got me thinking, and what a great career for Joel, Joel Selwood, household name right across the country. Um, and, of course, led Geelong to that wonderful grand final win against the Sydney Swans yesterday uh, on Saturday and retired, announced his retirement yesterday. But got me thinking, on 0457 736 736 or open line 1300 01 1170, fairy tale finishes. Now, it doesn't have to be in the line of Joel Selwood. He doesn't, you don't have to have won the grand final. You can have that, of course, and there's a lot of players that have won grand finals and lost grand finals as they were about to retire. But other than that, fairy tale finishes just in a game, in a really close game, in maybe a competition. What do you reckon? Can you come up? Can we come up with a list over the course of the next 45 minutes? I'll throw it at Chris Perkins as well when we have a chat with him shortly in America. Fairy tale finishes in sport, either they go out on a high, maybe a game, a team has come back from nowhere. 0457 736 736 on the text. Or the open line, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. 1170 Your fairy tale finishes in sport on the back of Joel Selwood announcing his retirement after Geelong winning that premiership on Saturday. Fairy tale finishes. Also, the Dally M, did you watch it? Did you enjoy it? one three hundred oh one eleven seventy 1170 or 0457 736 736. And also, greatest grand final performances, individual grand final performances as well in the NRL or the AFL. Open line, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. 1170 You can text 0457 736 736. Back with your text, your calls next. Plus, we're going to have a chat with Chris Perkins. This is Tradies News in a Nutshell. Right across Australia for you on this Thursday morning. Good day, your company. Right around Australia this morning, Daniel Pettigrew with you. Uh, you can call, give us a call anytime. We'll go to the open line in just a second. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy, 1170 or give us a text, 0457 736 736. A couple of texts before we go to that open line. Uh, Camelo, which is very nice, saying, morning, just have to sh- say this show makes my day. Well, thank you. Uh, I enjoy doing it uh, and love doing it every morning uh, through SEN 1170 AM every weekday morning and uh, SENQ 693 and SEN 1620 AM on the Gold Coast. I appreciate the message and, of course, right around Australia this morning. Uh, I mean, just on Todd Payton and his sneaky dig at the referees um, yesterday at the Dally M, Sharky says on the text line, Todd Payton should not whinge about the ref in, in their first semi final against the Cronulla Sharks. They got all the calls. Uh, fair dinkum. That from Sharky. Who is a Sharkies fan? Uh, but there you go. Yeah, look, who knows? He, as I said earlier on in the year, he's talking about big club bias. He had a shot at them. Uh, and I look, I maintain as well that, yes, I thought that Mitchell Moses pass was forward on Friday night against the Cowboys. However, I thought the try that they the Cowboys scored 
uh, where they took Mitchell Moses out um, and it was awarded a try. I thought that was 50-50 and Graham Annesley came out in his press conference the other day saying that that shouldn't have been a try. Well, that was awarded to the Cowboys. And let's not forget, the Cowboys were winning 20 points to 12 with 15 minutes to go. They had many, many chances to win that game. Not taking away from the bad decision, but I think, you know, to blame the referees uh, is a bit too far-fetched. But anyway, uh, we'll see what happens next year with the Cowboys. Uh, We're going to have a chat with Chris Perkins in a second. But before that, let us go to the open line. You can call us anytime, 1-300-01-1170. And we are going uh, right around Australia this morning, so I've not spoken to this next man. Ted from Hoppers Crossing is on the line. Morning to you, Ted. Morning, Daniel. How are you going? Uh, Yeah, very well. How is Hoppers Crossing on uh, this Thursday morning? (laughs) Oh, not too bad. Not too bad. No rain, so that's good. That's um, good. That's good. Just with your um, with your um, fairy tale finishes mm. and uh, grand final individual performances, I've got uh, two people in the same game: the Hawthorne Geelong 08 Grand Final, Stewie Jew, who mm. now uh, coaches the Gold Coast, basically turned the game on its head in about 15 minutes. Mm. Um, in the third quarter of that grand final and won us the game individually, which I think he should have won the Norm Smith medal for just for that. Mm. And um, same game, Shane Crawford played his, mm. I think it was his 307th and last game. And after being with the Hawks for a bit of a basket case for about 10 years, he was uh, to finish on a, you know, with a grand final after... In a 307 games, I think you couldn't yeah, couldn't get a bigger fairy tale than that. Shane Crawford, um, and as you know, I'm broadcasting from Sydney, so some AFL players aren't household names in this part of the world. But in terms of Shane Crawford, household name right across the country, and what a great player he was. And it was that was a fairy tale finish. We're going to throw it at Chris Perkins as well in a second when I speak to him in America. But it's so good, uh, and we don't see it all the time, do we, Ted? Even you cast your mind back five or six days ago. I don't know if you saw the vision of Roger Federer. Um, after he uh, retired, played yes, his, did, yeah. yeah, he played his last match. Now, if someone in sport deserves to go out, of, out on the top, it's him. But it just doesn't always happen due to injury, and especially in a team sport as well, Ted, where you're relying on your other players, and sometimes it, you just it's not always possible for a legend to go out on top with a grand final win. Oh, absolutely, and I think there's there's a bit of um, the sort of Joel Selwood's in in corporate. I mean. Mm. He, he had money thrown at him. He could have he could have gone anywhere for anything, but he stayed loyal. And uh, um, and look, I'm I'm not a Geelong fan at all. I'm a Hawks fan, as you probably figured out. Yes. But I watched the Joel Selwood press conference yesterday, and you know, just hugely impressed. I mean, the guy the guy was just an absolute legend, and credit where credit's due. And then Shane Crawford was the same. I mean, he mm. could have taken anything, but he chose to stay loyal and probably sacrifice some money for for the good of the team. And uh, off in the end. Yeah, and the fact uh, Joel Selwood as well said that he basically kept it quiet from everyone, decided about six weeks ago that he was going to retire, he kept playing on. He got a little emotional when uh, he was talking about Tom Hawkins, but a, a wonderful career, uh, broken all sort of records. Thanks for the call, Ted. I'll speak to you again another time. 
Thanks, Daniel. Thanks, mate. Have a great day. Uh, you can call the open line. You'll get on straight away. 1-300-01-1170. 1-300-01-1170. Or you can also text 0457-736-736, the temper text line. This morning, all right. Uh, we'll get back to your text shortly as well. Stack there talking greatest individual grand final performances as we lead in to the NRL grand final this weekend. On the back of Joel Selwood making his retirement, uh, announcing his retirement, Fairy tale finishes in sport. Doesn't have to be maybe ending in a grand final. It could be a comeback. Could be in a World Cup. Fairy tale finishes in sport. Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. Or you can call one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Or uh, you can tell us. Did you watch the Deliums last night? Did you enjoy it? And Parramatta Penrith fans. I asked this yesterday, and for listeners through New South Wales and Queensland tomorrow, we will have a full preview of uh, this grand final between Parramatta and Penrith. How are you feeling? Three sleeps out. Uh, give us a text 0457 736 736 or you can call 1300 01 1170. All right, each Thursday morning I catch up with this next man in America. He's my USA correspondent. You also hear him on the overnight crowd as well. And we'll do it for Ken Arts High today. Head into Ken Arts High for their two for one offer. Chris Perkins is on the line. Morning to you, Chris. Well, good afternoon from Chicago. How is On a rather is, sunny day, actually. Sunny. Uh, okay. The windy city, not very windy. Okay, because we, we were talking about Chicago last week, about a possibility of an NRL match being played there, and I got a call from uh, a person in Brisbane listing in saying that it would be too cold. Um, talking about fairy tale finishes, do you have any fairy tale finishes that you can think of? I got a, a couple of them, uh, just like Joel Selwood going mm. out a winner. A uh, couple of Denver Broncos quarterbacks, John Elway, Peyton Manning. Uh, their final game was a Super Bowl title. Yes, yes, it was. That's a great way to um, end uh, a career, isn't it? And it's just a shame that people can't uh, go out on top all the time. Yeah, it, it is a shame. I mean, you you try, and, and there's one right now. Uh, who his retirement is imminent. He almost retired. Mm. He did retire 40 days, uh, Tom Brady, but he comes yes. back. Uh, he wants to win one more ring, go out the way he wants to mm. on top. So many players, though, they they stay past their sell-by date um, and, and hang around. Like the most classic one is, is the, the vision of Willie Mays back in the 70s mm. playing a couple of years for the New York Mets. And he was just a shell of himself. What he what, what his greatness was for the for the New York slash San Francisco Giants. His last two years as a New York Met, it was just it wasn't the way you want to remember. And so many players are like that. But when you get to leave on top a, as a champion, especially, it, it is a great thing. And sometimes players do go on a, a, maybe a year too long. I'm not saying that happens in every situation, but it does happen. So it is a very hard time. Look, I'm not a professional sports player. Uh, Quite clearly, but um, it it it's hard. it is tough to it's tough yeah. to walk away, especially as well when it's the only thing they've ever not most of them it's the only thing they've ever known. Right, and yeah, that that's and it's it's it is tough to say say for a a man to say no, his body is starting to betray him, but that mind says no, I can still do it, and you know it's it's tough to say. 
I'm done. I can't do it anymore. Now, we've heard a lot about Hurricane Ian over here over the past 24 or 48 mm-hmm. hours. What impacts is it happening? In, is it having in sport over there? Well, I'll tell you what. Right now, the impacts in general, it's coming on shore right now. Uh, mm-hmm. around Fort Myers, Florida, the, the Gulf Coast, the southwest coast of Florida. Uh, Category 4 hurricane, uh, winds of 250 kilometers an hour, mm-hmm. torrential rain, storm surge upwards of 5 meters in, in some parts of the, the coastal southwest Florida area. Uh, just a massive storm. Uh, college football games are being uh, moved, rescheduled. Uh, Florida and Eastern Washington were scheduled to play in Gainesville, Florida on Saturday. Gainesville is about uh, about 150 kilometers north of Tampa, uh, so it's kind of far away, but they're still going to get impacts, rain and wind from this storm the next couple of days. They've moved that game to Sunday. Mm. Uh, South Florida, they're based in Tampa. They're actually moving their game from Tampa to uh, Boca Raton, Florida. Uh, they're going to play that on Saturday. On Saturday, uh, UCF, which is based in Orlando, which is also right in the path of this hurricane, uh, they've moved their game to uh, Sunday, uh, Sunday afternoon as well. So both Florida and Central Florida, uh, UCF's playing um, SMU um, wow. on Sunday afternoon um, in Orlando, and of course that's kind of dependent on on you know what what kind of damage you're going to have around Orlando because the storm hasn't even made it there. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they're scheduled to play Sunday night at home against Kansas City. They moved their operations and their practices down to Miami this week uh, to stay out of the path of the hurricane. And the NFL, they just uh, released an announcement that their contingency plan, if they can't play the game Sunday night in Tampa, they're going to move it play it on Sunday night in Minneapolis. The Minnesota Vikings, they're in London this week. So uh, uh, the the stadium there, U.S. Bank Stadium in Minneapolis, is available to be used. So that would be, a, that would be the contingency plan. There's no announcement on if they're actually going to do it yet uh, or if they're going to play the game in Tampa. It's, again, going to depend what kind, of, what kind of damage is going, what damage happens in Tampa, uh, emergency services availability, and you know the priorities are going to be uh, power restoration and making sure everybody's safe in the Tampa mm. area uh, as it gets kind of a glancing blow from this storm. Yeah, how bad are we expecting this storm to be? It sounds like a lot of stuff is, is going to have to be moved and there's going to be some last-minute calls. Is, is it expected to be very bad? Well, I mean, Florida, if, if there's a, any place that's good to have a hurricane hit it is florida they go through so many of these on an annual basis they're or the state of florida in general they are so well organized they they've got people pre-positioned places like miami up in the panhandle out of the path of the storm but close enough that they can get in and we're we're talking uh power crews urban search and rescue teams uh we're talking um you know, crews that can clear debris off the road quickly mm. so the other people can get in and start restoring services. Uh, yeah, there's going to be a lot of damage from this storm, but things will get back up and running. I've noticed every time there's a, a hurricane that comes through Florida, even a major uh, Category 4 one like this one, uh, things get back up and running pretty quickly in the state of Florida after one of these storms. So uh, and, and we've had other storms that have hit Florida 
in, in recent years, they may have to post, push a game back a couple of days, but they ultimately wind up playing it even after a, a massive hurricane comes through. All right. Well, we wish everyone uh, well and hope everyone stays safe over there. Now, moving mm-hmm. on, what is the baseball playoff picture at the moment? Well, we got a couple of more teams who have clinched the the division titles. New York Yankees clinched their title uh, in the American League East last night um, when they beat Toronto. Uh, The St. Louis Cardinals, they beat Milwaukee to clinch the National League Central. So we've still got kind of a muddled picture in the playoffs. Uh, Seven of the 12 spots have have been clinched by teams. Uh, All three division titles in the American League, the Yankees, the Cleveland Guardians, and the Houston Astros, they're going to be the top three seeds in the American League. Cleveland's already locked in as the three seed. Mm. So they're going to start play in the playoffs with a best-of-three wildcard series starting a week from Friday. Mm. The National League, the Cardinals are locked into the three seed. The Dodgers are locked into the one seed uh, as the uh, National League West champs. They've got 106 wins. Uh, by far the best record in the National League. Uh, they, they, they lead the Mets and the Atlanta Braves, who are top of the National League East, by like nine and a half games in that, in, in that category for best record in, in the National League. So the Dodgers have the one seed. The two seeds up in the air, because the Mets and the Braves, they're tied. 97 wins, 58 losses. They start a three-game series Friday night in Atlanta, weather permitting because the hurricane the remnants of the hurricane uh are forecast to go to Atlanta so it could it could affect uh, that series there in Atlanta so uh the winner of the the winner of the National League East will be the 2 seed the team that finishes second they'll wind up getting the 4 seed and host a wild card playoff against uh, one of the other wild card teams. Uh, could be Philadelphia, could be Milwaukee, could be San Diego. San Diego and Philadelphia are holding down the last, or holding down the second and third uh, wild card positions. Milwaukee is a game behind Philadelphia for that third and final wild card spot and a spot in the playoffs. So there's a lot to be left, the left to be decided. Every team's got seven, eight, nine games left. The regular season ends a week from today. Yeah, in Major League Baseball. So we're coming down to the very much to the pointy end of the spear, and then we get into the playoffs, and that'll take us all the way through October into November. Yeah, all coming down to the wire and NFL this weekend. I know there may be some stuff moved due to the hurricane, but what are you most looking forward to? What should we be keeping an eye out? Yeah, um, let me pull the schedule up real mm. quick. I uh, haven't really looked all that far at it. Uh, I'll tell you what, the game, the game I'm really most interested in, uh, besides tomorrow night, Miami playing at Cincinnati Thursday night football, mm. want to see if Cincinnati can get uh, win their second in a row or see if Miami can keep this roll going coming off the win against Buffalo Sunday. Uh, that's going to be a big game tomorrow night uh, for us to watch. Uh, Sunday... I'm curious about Jacksonville and Philadelphia. Which of these teams are real? Jacksonville's look good. Philadelphia's look great. Uh, the first three games of the season. Philly's three and zero. Jacksonville's two and one. I am sold on Trevor Lawrence as the starting quarterback there in Jacksonville, the second year guy out of Clemson. Looked good the last couple of weeks for the for the Jaguars. Let's see what he can do in a hostile and in Philadelphia. Hostel takes on a whole new meaning because this is the city that boos Santa Claus. Should be a fun one between Jacksonville and Philadelphia coming Sunday. All right, mate. Looking forward to it all. We'll wrap it all up on my show on Tuesday morning. Have a good weekend. Stay safe and we'll chat then.
All right, sounds good. You have a good day. Thanks, mate. Chris Perkins, my USA, our USA correspondent. You also hear him on the overnight crowd uh, most days as well. So he'll be back with me Tuesday morning for listeners through New South Wales and Queensland. Just before a break, uh, asking you a few things today. Fairy Tower finishes in sport on the back of Joel, Joel Selwood now announcing his retirement yesterday. Greatest individual grand final performances as we lead up to the Penrith Panthers and the Parramatta Eels grand final. And did you watch the Delhi M's last night? Your thoughts on Nico Hines winning it polling the most points ever in Dalian medal history, 38 points. Uh, a lot of texts there. I'll get to the majority of them before a break. Just this one from James in terms of uh, great grand final individual performances. Someone's in a funny mood this morning. He said, uh, this is very good. He says, Buddy Franklin, about 20 dots. And then he says, just kidding. Poor Buddy, poor Sydney. Uh, break, back with more of your texts and more of the show next. This is Tradies News in a Nutshell. Yeah, sure is. Good to have you company on this Thursday morning, right around Australia this morning. Tomorrow on the show in New South Wales and Queensland, John Gallo will join me. We'll talk all things football, EPL, uh, back this weekend as well. Um, and we'll continue our road to the World Cup. Plus, uh, we will also uh, have a full preview of the NRL uh, Grand Final as well. So that will be on tomorrow's show through SEN 1170 AM in Sydney, SENQ 693 AM and SEN 1620 AM. There is a stack of texts there. I'll get to them in a second. But just before that, don't forget, if you're running a small to medium business as a builder, renovator or tiler, Beaumont Tiles wants to help you. Australia's biggest Beaumont Tiles, together with us, want to boost your business. Head to iCanWin.com.au and you could win a $25,000 advertising package to promote and grow your business. Connect with Beaumont Tiles and enter now at iCanWin.com. Dot com dot au. All right, let's get to the text. Uh, text 0457 736 736, or you can call the open line at any time, 1300 01 1170. You'll get straight on air. Uh, let's start with this one. Uh, no name on it, but uh, a very timely topic with it being the anniversary coming up of the Barley bombings. Yes, uh, a couple of weeks' time. Uh, Jason McCartney's last game. Yeah, I remember that, which was also a comeback game to the elite level whereby he overcame horrendous burns to a large portion of his body. That game was a nail-biting finish against the Richmond Tigers. The Kangaroos won. Uh, Jason not only played well but announced his retirement at the end of the game, a simply brilliant Australian sporting moment. Yeah, I think that stands in the front of everyone's minds. That's a great text. Thank you for that one. Uh, This one, um, Shark supporters can thank Brandon Smith for Dallium winner Nico Hines being in the club. The Melbourne Storm couldn't match what the Sharks were offering, thinking that they had to keep money for Brandon Smith's next contract. But Brandon Smith uh, decided to leave um, the Storm and are joining the Roosters next year. No wonder uh, Brandon Smith's nickname is the Cheese. Uh, well, he did come out this week, it has to be said, Brandon Smith. There was an interview. I can't remember where it might have been. Uh, on Fox Sports, uh, where he's actually taken a $100,000 pay cut to leave the Melbourne Storm and to go to the Sydney Roosters next year. Um, There's a lot of talk about Brandon Smith this year. I don't think he had his best year for the Melbourne Storm. His last sort of month or so was good. Um, But, yeah, he has taken a pay cut to join the uh, Sydney Roosters from next year. Um, And this one, uh, it says, if the Parramatta Reels do win the grand final, will Sturlow be presenting them the trophy? Uh, Good question. I don't know. He's uh, retired from the media now, Peter Sterling. I think everyone would love to hear from Sterlow in the lead up to the grand final. He was such a... Well, such a great player for Parramatta back in his days. Of course, won competitions with with them. And then 
um, everyone around Australia really knew his voice and his face from his work on Channel 9 for just so many years. And I was thinking about this the other day. He announced his retirement um, at the back end of last year. And he finished up with Channel 9's rugby league coverage uh, on grand final day last year. Um, and the year after, they make the grand final of the Parramatta Reels. I don't know if Sterlow would be involved, but I think everyone would love uh, to see Sterlow involved in the post-match presentations if uh, they are to win the grand final. And that is a big if still. Uh, now, more texts. Thank you for those texts. Keep them coming. 0457 736 736. Or you can call on the open line 1300 01 1170. This from the Oval Treatment. Hi, Dan. My choice is the best individual performance in an NRL grand final in reasonably recent times would be Greg Inglis's demolition job on Manly in the 2007 Grand Final. One of the more dominant performances in recent years. That from the Yeovil treatment. Yeah, do you remember that time uh, around 2007, 2008? And look, we know uh, stuff happened with the Melbourne Storm uh, after that, but they were such a good team to watch, weren't they? Um, And that rivalry they had with Manly, the Battle of Brookvale, uh, and then Manly uh, smashing Melbourne the next year in the grand final. Melbourne uh, making four grand finals in a row, uh, 06, 07, 08, and 09. Um, and, of course, uh, in 09, they played one of this year's grand finalists, Parramatta, but English, yeah, major part of uh, that team back then, of course, then uh, went on to join the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Thank you for that one. Uh, the Yeovil Treeman, this one, uh, says, Hi, Dan, and no problems. Uh, this is also so the same text uh, from the Yeovil Treeman, just continuing on. Hi, Dan, uh, no problems with the Nico Hines win, as he certainly had a standout season. Just need to accept that Delium, uh, the Delium Award does not reward the game's best player. Nico's win means he is also halfback of the year, but I don't think you could find anyone who would rank him ahead of Nathan Cleary and possibly others. Well, that's a very interesting point. Um, now, no one taking away from Nico Hines winning it, 38 points, five points clear of James Tedesco, six points clear of Ben Hunt. But you are right. Look, Nico Hines, a very good player. Uh, one of the top halfbacks, definitely, uh, in the game, 100%. But... Is he better than Nathan Cleary? No, but then you got to, I suppose you got to understand, Cleary probably wasn't even eligible for the Dally M after getting suspended for five weeks. So a lot of it does depend on injury and suspension and the like. Um, and also, as I said, at the top teams, and Cronulla finished second, don't get me wrong, but in the top teams, like a Melbourne Storm, like a Penrith Panthers, like a Sydney Roosters of old, um, a lot of, even South Sydney probably this year, a lot of players are taking points off each other in wins. So whilst Nico Hines deserves the award, he was fantastic. He had a great year. Probably, well, definitely the Sharks' best player. You are right. Uh, There are other players there um, in the NRL that people would probably rank better than him. But still, uh, he won the Deli M and he did the uh, job that he needed to do. Uh, This one from Andy on the text, 0457 736 736. Cowboys, uh, two points against the Tigers and also in the Cronulla Sharks semi-final a few weeks ago. Uh, They got a lot of good calls. Uh, Yeah, well, this is on the back of Todd Payton uh, having a bit of a cheeky dig at the referees last night when he got coach of the year. And look, coach of the year for him, just aside from the the referee dig, I think 100% deserved, isn't it? 100% deserved. Um, From where everyone expected the Cowboys to finish at the start of the season and what the Cowboys did last year to end up um, being one game away from a grand final. And really, 
Uh, 20 points to 12 with, what, about 15 minutes to go. Uh, 20 minutes to go. They're about 20 minutes away from a grand final. So well done uh, to Todd Payton. But, yes, I understand uh, the point there. Um, thank you for that text, Andy. This one from Mike uh, from Manly West. Uh, fairy tower finish. Uh, Alistair Lynch finished his career with a grand final loss and a donut for personal statistics at a game. Uh, now, that's got to be something you'd only read about at a fairy tale. Thank you. I'm sure he'd like to be rem- reminded of that. Thank you, Mike, uh, from Manly West. Good text. Uh, this one. Hi, Dan. You can say that Liz Ellis had two fairy tale finishes to her netball career. She contemplated retiring after leading the Sydney Swifts to the national title in 2007, but then decided to play on in the World Championships a few months later, walking away with the win there as well. Yeah, great text. Liz Ellis, what a great player, great um role model for Australian sport in particular uh, and her sport of netball and uh, still around in the media. We see her on different TV channels. She was just a fantastic player, wasn't she? Uh, One of the first household names in Australian netball um, and uh, deserved all the uh, victory she got. Uh, next one from Jason from Windsor. He says, Todd Payton has a short memory. What about the game the Cowboys won against the West Tigers in the regular season? Yes. His uh, own player took a dive and the Cowboys got the ref's call. Uh, nothing worse than a bad coach, who, uh, than a coach who is a bad loser. Uh, yes, thanks, Jason from Windsor. Well, yes, everyone remembers that Tigers game, don't they? I mean, I think he might have been joking. He might have been a bit tongue-in-cheek last night, but still. Um, and this one from Bulldog Tom, he says, Morning, Dan. Steve Smith returned to Test Cricket at the Ashes in 2019. A fairy tale return against the odds. That one from Bulldog Tom. Yeah, Steve Smith. A sensational player, of course. I know what happened a few years back in South Africa, but a very, very important part of that Australian cricket team. And, of course, the summer of cricket well, kind of already started, but uh, the big action, the test matches, got the T20 World Cup as well a couple of weeks away. So lots to look forward to once the football seasons are done. Of course, the Rugby League World Cup, not too far away as well. Thank you for all your texts. Don't forget this season, Makita is helping you rule the outdoors. We'll take a break, come back and wrap it up this morning. This is Tradies News in a nut. Yeah, good to have your company. Breakfast not too far away. Let's finish off with a couple more texts. This one from Tim saying, Greg Williams, 1995 grand final Blues versus Cats, 41 possessions, five goals. Tim from North Melbourne. Uh, this one, a good text. This one, where in Queensland are the Dolphins team from? Are they going to be from Redcliffe? Although they are going to be playing a lot of games at Suncorp Stadium, I think seven or eight uh, next year. The Chookman on the text as well says, Hi, Dan. Uh, Luke Keary, 2018. No doubt... Uh, the medal winner that year uh, from the Chookman. Yeah, he was fantastic in that grand final against the Melbourne Storm uh, with Cooper Croc being injured, although still taking the field. And this is a great text to finish uh, the fairy tale innings in sport conversation off today. You have to end this conversation with Steve Waugh's 100 versus England. It was if that career ending 100 was scripted. What a fairy tale. Uh, yeah, I remember that at the SCG off the last ball of the day. I think it was 2003. It was absolutely fantastic. Thanks for your texts and calls today for listeners through SCN 1170 AM and SCN Q693 AM and SCN 1620 AM. I'll be back tomorrow from 5 AM, a big NRL grand final preview, and we'll also talk English Premier League as well. Have a great day. I'll see you tomorrow morning from 5 AM. Stuff for your face and body? It's men's skincare with a purpose. Top quality Aussie-made grooming and skincare to help guys look and feel great with no hassles. Plus, Stuff is helping mental health too. Find Stuff at Woolworths or visit websiteofstuff.com.
For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.